tired. I've been on this plantation all my life. Oh, I've been enslaved all my life. I'm tired of being pushed and pulled. I'm tired of the master doing his bidding. I want to leave. Antonio Brown, that's Antonio Brown without his uniform, we are told, without his jersey, and running onto the field. I don't know if that could have been a penalty. All right, Jen Hill, get after that. we got to find out what's going on there. She's got to catch him first. It's unbelievable. He's had his issues off the field. Now he's on the field creating an issue. Low pass hauled in and good enough for the first down. Guys, very odd situation. Antonio Brown boiled over, very upset on the sideline, took off his shoulder pads. Mike Evans, O.J. Howard trying to convince him to keep them on. Obviously, they were unable to do so. He tossed his shoulder pads, tripped off his shirt and glove, threw those into the crowd, then ran across the field while the teams were still on the field, giving the crowd a peace out sign. I'll let you know when we hear something official on his status. Thank you, Jen. It may be an Antonio Brown out in Tampa Bay. At some point, enough is enough. Brady. Catch inside the 10. Watching the behavior, unusual behavior, in-game behavior of the shirtless Antonio Brown. Mike, not necessarily a penalty because he didn't interfere with the on-play activity. Yeah, if he doesn't interfere with play and he's just headed to the locker room, you're not going to call anything there. He can throw things in the stands. It's a fine if he throws a football into the stands. But, you know, in this situation, let him get out of there and don't bring any more attention on him than you have to. All right, thanks. That's the official ruling. Now, whether there'll be some kind of fine. Obviously, the, the team was frustrated, but over on the sideline, Jen Hale described that, that he was angry. Somebody tried to calm him down. I think it was Mike Evans. So he took off his jersey and then his shirt. And then as he throws this in, he was moving around on the field when they weren't snapping the ball, but the teams were on the field lined up for a play. And there's his... I, I've never seen anything like that. I've been affiliated with the NFL for over 30 years, and I have never seen anything like that in those 30 years. It, it's just baffling. I thought it was like some crazy fan that ran out there at first. And there's a sack, the first sack of the game. Don't you lose your temper with them, man. This is world. We just living in it. You hear me? Now get on back to work. Well, here's my understanding, Kay, of how this entire situation break, broke down. Midway through the game yesterday, Bruce Aarons and the offensive staff told Antonio Brown to go into the game. They believed that he was healthy. Antonio Brown did not believe that he was healthy. He had been battling an ankle injury for the last several weeks, did not practice Thursday, did not practice Friday, and I know personally had some doubts whether or not he would be able to be out there and play. What he told the staff, from what I understand, is that he was not going into the game because in his mind, he did not feel he was healthy. The response then from the offensive coaches and from Bruce Arians was, if you are not going to go into the game, when we tell you to go into the game, then you cannot be here. At that point, they threw him off the sidelines and then cut him 
from the team. So Antonio Brown, which Bruce Arians announced at the post-game press conference, he is no longer part of the team. They essentially told him that on the sideline, sent him packing, leading Antonio Brown with a million dollars incentive right within his reach. He was going to get it. Uh, he left all of that, left the field, and now is no longer a member of the Buccaneers. Good in the hood. You know this, bro. I know you. Anytime a black man gets tired of being mistreated, it's always mental illness. Yeah. It's never, it's never him standing up for himself. It's never him being tired of being tired. It's never him, you know, do like every time, especially if the white man is giving you some coins that the average, that the above average nigga can't get, right? Because the above average talented Negro still don't have a million dollars. Like they talk that shit, but... I, I say like this, if you can't go and get a million dollars and just show it because you can, then you don't, and oh, oh I don't got to prove, get the fuck out of here. Black people, our whole existence is based on proving shit. And when I say, show me a million dollars because you got a million dollar mouth, now, I don't got to prove nothing. You went to the pull-ups. Right, uh, you done let niggas fuck or you done fuck bitches just off of proving shit, just off of talking. But when it comes time to prove something I know you can't prove, it becomes I don't got nothing to prove. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Think about it, bro. Being a Negro, being a black person, ain't like half of our existence based off of proving shit. Yeah. Bro, think about this. How much shit did our parents just take our word for? Or did we have to prove it? Yeah. And then even then, it, 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 it they might, uh, we might prove whatever. And like that don't really matter. We live a whole different existence. So we talking, right? so huh? we, we talking about Antonio, right? You know what I'm talking about. But this is the thing. Um, for the listeners, we're talking about Antonio Brown. But you know who else we need to be talking about? We need to be talking about two other things, too, in conjunction with this. And those two other things is one of them is Marshawn Lynch at the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. And we need to be talking about niggas acting like they ain't never quit no jobs. And I said, and I said it, and somebody... Imagine this, bro. As a matter of fact, they don't even imagine. How often do they fire niggas just in front of everybody? 
Because that's what they did, bro. Yeah. They fired him in front of everybody. Yeah. On the sideline. Oh, if you're not going, he feel like he ain't healthy. He feel like he ain't ready to play. Oh, well, we feel like you are ready to play. Well, if you ain't going to go in when we tell you, you can't be on the team. I, like right here and right now, like this ain't anything we going to talk about later. Everybody expects him to deal with it a certain way. And it's just amazing how a, a, a black man could just get mistreated. And that's all relative. Like me, I feel it's mistreated because I know, you know, I know how this thing goes. Look. I consider it mistreatment. Look. Some people probably feel with the type of money they give them, it's impossible to mistreat them. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Make that type of money, and I guarantee, right, you'll still want the respect. As a matter of fact, you'll be like, but what's the money for if I don't get the respect? Well, with that said, it's like, if that's the case, then there will be 50-year-olds out there still trying to play. Right. I mean, people in their career sometimes, but this is the thing, is like they say, oh, he got CTE, from that hit, he, he got hit. He got he took a hit when he was playing with Pittsburgh. Yeah, he got hit by another black man. Yeah, he got hit by another black man, Bontez Burfecht, and now he ain't been right since. Y'all know about it. So, this is the thing. It's like so he they're telling him to get in the game. He say, "I'm injured. I can't go in the game." Exactly. So basically, in essence, what they're trying to say is we are trying to end your career for you. Potentially. Potentially. So with that, I'm paying you millions of dollars. And guess what? I've decided that this is going to be the... That it's over. Ain't nobody going to be able to pay you nothing. Because you won't go out there and take this L. Because really, you could look at it like the team wasn't winning. So they're like, hey, we need a distraction. There's Antonio over there. Let's use him. Because more How you going to try to do while he's working? How you gonna fire a dude while he's working? And then and, and and what's so crazy, they do this all the time at the store or wherever at the manufacturing plant, whatever, whatever you do, delivery, this type of shit. They'll fire you on route and then be like, yeah, be professional, finish out the route, do da 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 da. But when this is over, so they want you to do all your regular duties clothes transfer shit come on man like this on the real bro this is just unbelievable bro yeah and people are assuming that he got cte and that's the reasons for why he did it and why he's acting a certain way based upon what yeah, he got to have CTE. Something got to be wrong with him because the white man, they paying you all this bread. 
how could you be disgruntled about anything? Yeah. When they say jump, you say how hard? Because see, at some because they would. Because because right, that's what you would do. Because they would. Let's just get to it. Like how they know that. Yeah. How they know that. Like like the thing is is this, bro. I think that most of us, if they if somebody gives us a number and say, oh well, if, if they gave you this much number, this much money, whatever, whatever. I think when we hear it, everyone's gonna be like, oh well, yeah, I would do whatever. I'm not fucking that up. I'm not. Everyone goes in with that attitude, bro. But then, like, after a minute, reality kicks in and you understand what the money is worth is what the money is worth. Yeah. But my soul is my soul. And, and yeah. I, have to, I have to hold on to it. Right? Yeah. And so I'm noticing that anybody who wants to hold on to their soul, that's just insanity. Yeah. So, look. So we've been sitting here all summer talking about how little Nas X ain't shit for selling his soul for some money, but now we're mad at Antonio for not doing it. So these yeah. people are basically saying that in reality, it putting, being put in the same position, they would sell their soul. These people are exposing themselves. That's what we're viewing in a... In a larger aspect, these people are basically admitting that they would sell their souls and their holes for money. And all these people have been running around all year talking about they wouldn't do that. And shame on this person or that person, them Hollywood parties. And they, there's a ritual they got to do. Put on. They wouldn't put on a dress like they tried to make Dave Chappelle do this is so this guy is physically getting taken abuse on the field and they saying he's stupid for not taking the abuse so what's to say that they when they say oh these people shit for one they would all put the dress on yep Exposed. Clearly. Clearly. And we're dealing in a world of hypocrisy. And I'm talking our community because, you know, on the white side, it may be a little bit different. It's like back to that, boy, you better do what you're told sort of thing. But we're operating from a place of I am I'm poor. And so... Because you really notice that no other rich people, black people, are even commenting. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, other, absolutely. Other rich, uh, generationally rich, look around the internet. They're not saying nothing. It's all poor people saying this. Hip-hop culture community macho dudes are on here like yo he he's a fool for that i wouldn't do that shit i said yeah and you probably put a dress on too right so exposed now as far as the cte thing goes thank you bro we're basically making an assumption exactly 
You know what I'm saying? So he took a hit in a game. What's to say uh, uh, little John, John, who got socked in the head, at the, hit in the head at the club with a bottle that goes on to commit crime. What's to say he's no less, you know, <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mhm. You see how we how we moving? This is how we start in twenty twenty two. This is how we starting it. You know what I'm saying? OJ Simpson over here commenting. You know what I'm saying? You know OJ do anything for some money. OJ went up there and committed a damn uh, robbery. Oh yeah. OJ is savage. OJ going for some memorabilia. He's going to get himself into the conversation. Yeah, he's trying to yeah. he's trying to get his coon his coon statics back so bad after all that abuse he done took. He's like a dog that keeps getting whipped. Yeah. And still looking for a biscuit from Master's that's, hand. That's exactly that's exactly who he is, bro. He's the dog that keeps getting whipped, bro. Mm-hmm. He's he's the dog who's all like, man, fuck it. I'm going to just get my little biscuits. And, I mean, man, you know, whatever. I done done went this far. Man, at this this point, I'm not really tripping. Do I like it? Man, listen. What could be worse? (laughs) Because Brown said, fuck your biscuit. Brown said, fuck your biscuit. You know what I'm saying? You're going to cheat me out of some bread. you go going to Marshawn Lynch me. This is how I react. Marshawn what? react differently. This is how I react. This is fuck you and your organization. You know what I'm saying? So that's some wild shit. But uh, yeah, right. I wanted to pipe in on that. But um, I'll hit you back. All right, bro. Okay, man. That's my area. But also, I wanted to talk Dr. about Boyce the sociological Watkins. issue, right? The whole issue of fatherhood. And and I told you guys why I kind of knew His from take. Antonio Brown's challenges earlier. I said, I bet he doesn't have a father. And I researched this, and it turns out his father is a great athlete like him, but he wasn't really involved in his life. So we had a whole conversation about that. You're welcome to uh, join it. You're welcome to disagree with it. Uh, feel free to go check it out. Now, here is what I just found out this morning in terms of why he walked off the field. There was a lot of speculation. People said, well, maybe it was his CTE, which is still a possibility. Uh, some people said uh, it was because he was supposed to get a million-dollar bonus. Uh, I guess if he got a few more yards and a few more catches and, and I think one more touchdown, uh, that was a possibility. Uh, you know, Some people felt he was just trying to leave the plantation, which is a possibility. I agree with that. But what I have uh, also – what I found today uh, from just a little bit of research on this is that basically he walked away because they told him to go in the game and he didn't want to play so in spite of uh, some of what uh, what I've heard online where people say that he uh, that he did want to play and they wouldn't let him play, it sounds like some are actually making the opposite argument, that they wanted him to play and he didn't want to play. 
that he had an ankle injury that he's been kind of nursing and dealing with. And he said, I'm not going out there, uh, you know, when I'm not ready. And they told him basically that if you uh, if you don't play, then you are at, you, then you'll never play here again. You it's time for you to go. You're off the team. And he said, "Okay, sayonara, I'm out." Now, um, on one hand, uh, if he really is injured and they're making him play, that reminds me. <clears throat> I have a buddy named Etan Thomas. Uh, Etan Thomas is a very solid black man who played for the Washington Wizards for many years. Etan is a smart guy, a wonderful uh, human being. And this brother, one thing that uh, that he did that that Etan mentioned once in an article in the Washington Post, I believe, uh, was back when RG three. I don't know if you remember RG3, Robert Griffin III, who was an extraordinary athlete for the Washington um, well, Washington football team. They were the Washington Redskins at the time. And uh, it, it, they were, I think they were mediocre back then, just like they are right now. Uh, and he was, he was, he was kicking butt, taking names. He was out there, you know, breaking ankles, just killing me. He was amazing, but then he got hurt. And RG3 in the middle of all the hype and everybody saying, go, go, go. He still kept playing, even though he was hurt. And one thing Etan said that was really that made me think was he said, don't get out there consistently risking your body because that's your financial asset. And they will ro- they will ruin your body in order to get you on that field because they don't care about your career. And if you look at the NFL, the NFL, doesn't stand, it doesn't stand for National Football League. The NFL does not stand for National Football League. It stands for not for long. And the reason it stands for not for long is because <laughs> careers in the NFL, I think, last less than two and a half years. So uh, I, a lot of you may even know people in this category. I know a lot of guys who went to the NFL, played two or three years, uh, you know, taking steroids and playing through injuries and all that. Now these guys get to about 35 or 40 and they have the bodies of like 65 year old men. Uh, they, they, you know, you might have an addiction to painkillers because you've been taking painkillers to get you through the pain to numb it up so you can get out there and play. Uh, they, they, they have the injuries where you shouldn't have been out on the field, but you were afraid of losing your spot. Right. So this, to some extent, does fit into the whole butt breaking uh, conversation, because uh, if you go back two, three, four hundred years, you guys know every Wednesday night we're reading Dr. Paul Anderson's book, Black Labor, White Wealth. You're welcome to join the book, club, the book club and life class totally for free. Uh, just go to boycewalkins.com. The link is right there. You can join us on Wednesday night because one thing Dr. Anderson educates the community on is that this has been going on since slavery. For 400 years, they've been taking the biggest, buckest Negroes and having them go up against the, the strongest Negroes on the next plantation and letting them play it out. Now the game is football. Before before the game was something else. Or maybe they just have them get out in the field and beat each other to death because to some extent, some people have always seen the black man as kind of an animal. Right. And I think Colin Kaepernick did a good job of highlighting that in his his documentary, which, by the way, was very good. My wife and I watched it. So uh, it looks to me like Antonio Brown uh, decided to take a stand. Whether he's injured or not, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I'm going to take his word for it. But then again, it looks like he's not going to be playing for the Bucks anymore. And it's a multi-million dollar decision. Right. And uh, and I think that what the best advice I would probably give and, and give you guys something to think about is that, you know, it's not a matter of me telling you what the right or wrong choices are. Right. You get to make that decision. That's what freedom is all about. It's really about understanding how your wealth position, your economic situation determines whether or not you can do what you want to do. Right. It determines whether or not you really have the options necessary to tell your boss, you know, to kiss your butt, you know, to give him the middle finger and walk away. Uh, a lot of us can't do that. A lot of us can't walk away from our jobs because from childhood, they train you to uh, live paycheck to paycheck. They train you to be a, an employee in the capitalist uh, system, which un- unfortunately can become a type of slavery. And uh, and this isn't just true for poor people. This isn't you don't have to be poor to be an economic slave. I know plenty of millionaires 
who are economic slaves. Maybe they make $2 million a year. They spend $2.2 million a year. So every year they go deeper and deeper in debt. And so they got to keep working in order to pay those expensive bills, to pay for that 10th that tenth Bentley that you got in the driveway, to pay for that third house you just bought, or to pay for those eight baby mamas you have, or to pay for all the cousins that you got on payroll when they ain't even doing no job, right? So a lot of this is not, so economic slavery, remember this, you don't have to be poor to be an economic slave, and you don't have to be rich to be financially free. Let's be clear, you don't have to be poor to be an economic slave, you don't have to be rich to be financially free. It's really a matter of, of being economically prepared, living below your means, you know, if you if you were to see the house my wife and I live in, you would probably uh, not believe anything that they say online about what my net worth is. I didn't know that. I didn't even know I was on Celebrity Network. Somehow they put some numbers up there. I'm not going to even talk about that. But but yeah, so you get that. Um, I just wanted to add him in there, so to add some sort of backing to what uh, me and Chef were talking about. Um. When you're in that position, like, I was online and someone was saying to me, like, they were saying, like, uh, I said, as black people, many of us has quit jobs before, unbearable jobs, that we basically just started to, we basically, we've all quit jobs. And someone said, not anywhere will we get paid millions of dollars a year, the fuck. And I'm like, and to do it like this, uh-uh, that's what the person said. And I said, I mean, he had millions. And he figured, you know, in his mind, excuse me, in his mind, he was done with it. He He's already rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe his bills are paid. He's walked off several teams, so I'm sure he's always prepared himself. Maybe not. I don't know. But we're, I'm under the assumption that he's prepared himself in some way to continue to live life. I mean, I mean, they say he's done in the league. And I don't know. It's a performance-based league. So he was due to make some money. Let me look it up. Let's see. Antonio Brown. Let's look it up. I got a cold. That's why I was kind of... Okay. Oh, wait. They're talking about his ankle injury in this article. Just like I kind of said, it's right here. What Dr. Boyce was kind of saying. No, excuse me. Okay. Yeah, I've been down with a cold for a weekend. So, anyway... Antonio Brown's concern over ankle injury led to sudden departure. He was listed on the injury report with an ankle issue. Ah, the details behind, this is on Fox News. The details behind Antonio Brown's outburst and departure from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the middle of their comeback victory over the New York Jets began to trickle out. Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians told Fox insider Jay Glazer on Sunday night he was trying to get he was trying to get the wide receiver back into the game as he only had three catches for 26 yards. Arians said Brown refused and the coach told him to leave. 
asked if he saw Brown take his jersey off Aaron's, told him, yeah, I did. Never seen anything like it in all my years. So he tells you to leave. Um, I'm trying to figure out if the coach told him to leave and he left, why did he get fired? Where was he in breach of contract? So if the coach gives you an order, okay, I guess so. He If he's on the injury list, listed on the injury report with an ankle issue, the coach says, hey, either you play or you leave. And he leaves. Now they got a problem. Well, I mean, guess the way he left. I mean, it's understandable. But, okay, he said... So, NFL insider Ian Rappaport had details about the Brown debacle. Oh, it's a Brown debacle. Okay. Good morning, uh, Good morning, football. On Monday, he pointed to Brown not feeling like he was healthy enough to be playing. Midway through the game yesterday, Bruce Arians in the stats. He had 26 yards. So he's like, dude, I can't do this. Bruce Aarons and the staff told Antonio Brown to go into the game. They believe he was healthy, Rappaport said. Okay. Antonio did not believe he was healthy. He had been battling an anchor injury for the last several weeks. He did not practice Thursday and did not practice Friday. I know personally had some doubts of whether or not he would be able to be out there and play. I personally had doubts whether he would be out. So what he told the staff to understand is he was not going into the game because in his mind he did not feel he was healthy. The response then from the offensive coaches and from Bruce Aarons was, if, if you're not going to play into the game, well, we will tell you to go into the game, then you can't. Uh, if you're not going to go into the game when we tell you to go into the game, then you cannot be here. At that point, they threw him off the sidelines and cut him from the team. Okay. So Antonio Brown, which Bruce Arians announced, so they fired him on the field. So Antonio Brown's, which... Bruce Arians announced at the postgame he is no longer part of the team. They essentially told him that on the sideline, sent him packing, leaving Antonio Brown with a $1 million incentive right within his reach. He was going to get it. He left all of that, left the field as no longer a member of the Bucks. So, wait a minute, bro. They... Nigga, get out there and play or, or you're fired right now and get your shit and get out of here when he already didn't practice Thursday and Friday. See, this is the type of thing we covered in both segments. Like, this is... Excuse me, sorry. This is insane. Tried it. He said, Jay Glazer, just talked to Bruce Aarons, who said he was trying to get A.B. into the game. 
and a and a b refuse this is a this the union should take this up try it again and brown refused and Arians told him to get out on only if he on if he's yeah i did okay so it's funny that fox news is actually kind of sort of uh, Brown was listed on week 17 injury report as questionable with an ankle issue. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, did not practice Thursday or Friday. He appeared to be fine in week 16 against the Panthers. He had 110 catches for 101 yards. He'd been battling injuries all season and was also spitted three games after his discovery he used a fake vaccine card to skirt the league's health and safety protocol. Tom Brady calls for empathy and compassion. Okay, so where's the CTE part at? See, this is some bullshit. So what does this have to do with CTE? I mean, let's see if I can see anything else on this. And that was just random, see? Oh, see, and these are the headlines. ESPN, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Coach Bruce Arians, Antonio Brown. No, You know, Arians is a fucking dickhead. He's a fucking slave master trying to pull some... In, he's trying to pull some little plantation shit. NFL plantation field. I must have changed the name of this whole story. So. The union should get involved in this. Because you can't. He told you he was hurt. And didn't practice for two days. And you're like, boy, get out there and end your career. They're trying to end his career. And he said, no, fuck you. Interesting. Materially diminished if we use the waterway. Are you an engineer or a nigger? Are you an engineer or a nigger? Let the man say his piece. It's a scheme. Plenty of engineers have schemed similarly. The passes are too tight. I reckon them are more than 12 feet at their most narrow. Wide enough for a tub to traverse if a team of niggas cleared it out. And you know what of transport and terraforming? I labored repairing the Champlain Canal on the section over which William Van Northwood was superintendent. With my earnings, I hired several efficient hands to assist me and entered into contracts for the transportation of large rafts of timber from Lake Champlain to Troy. Well, I'll admit to being impressed, even if you won't. Collect the team and see what good you can do. All right, you good? Clear it up! 